The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. This is your host, Victoria Shaw, intuitive counselor, spiritual coach, and host of this podcast. (laughs) Today, I'm really excited about the uh, information that wants to come through. It's around discerning the difference between sympathy and empathy. I'll say that again, between sympathy and empathy, how they're different and why we often confuse empathy and sympathy to our own detriment and also the detriment to people that we may want to be of service to and support to. All right, so here we go. So years ago, I was working with this life coach and she brought to my attention this really, really, really cool concept that stays in my mind until you know today, it's still there. And what she said is there's two ways to view people that are going through stuff, whatever that stuff may be. We can view them as being in the red or we can view them as being in the green. So people who are in the green, when you view someone as being in the green, what that means is that you view them as being whole, complete, having all of the resources that they need within them to navigate whatever their circumstance right? Not being broken, not needing fixing, not needing helping, simply being whole and complete and able to stand on their own two feet and get the job done. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that you can't be of help or support. But what it does mean is that you see them as whole, right? When we talk about seeing someone in the red, that's a very different thing. We see them as needing our help. We see them as broken somehow, as needy, as not whole, as you know, sick, as not having the resources that they need to solve the problem. And then that helping stance that we may take comes for us rescuing them or fixing them or trying to solve the problem for them or picking them up and carrying them on our back because we feel that they can't you know, get to the finish line on their own. And you may even guess from my saying this, right, that seeing people in the green is the more healthy way to go. 
right? Because at the end of the day, my friends, we are all whole and complete and we have everything inside of us that we need to get the job done. That doesn't mean that we don't sometimes want or even need, and and I'll use that word in quotes, we don't seek support of other people. Other people can be amazing supports on our path, but it's about how we view that support and also how we view ourselves inside when we're receiving it or giving support, okay? And so when we see someone in the green, our helping efforts are empowering to them. When we see them in the red, right, that is disempowering. And so the difference between sympathy and empathy is pretty similar to that, right? When we go at someone or a situation with sympathy, we're seeing them in the red, right? We're feeling like they're wrong, they're broken, they're, oh, we feel so bad for them and we want to fix it, we want to make it better. And in so doing, even though that comes from a great place of love, it's also disempowering because it inserts this belief that you can't do it on your own and that you need me to do it for you, okay? And again, it doesn't mean that we can't be of support. It just means that when we see someone in the green, we are supporting them without taking away their power, right? Or without seeing them as powerless. Empathy is where we can have feelings for others. We can have respect. We can understand and feel into what someone else might be going through. But we also can, at the same time, respect the integrity of their experience. Okay? And look, there are some people that identify as empaths or have a lot of empathy that still go the sympathy route. So I'm making this distinction just to show the difference between these two things. So being in the red, being in the green, being sympathetic versus being empathetic. But they're just words at the end of the day. So take the ones that fit for you and take that underlying message that when we want to be of service to others, right? And even when we want to seek support ourselves, which I'm going to talk about in just a little bit, the more we can see ourselves as whole, as complete, as having all the resources within, and then look at all the supports in the world as tapping us on the shoulder and helping us to uncover what we already know, what we already have, the tools that we already have to bring to the table, right? And awakening that within us and activating that within us and reminding us it's there, the more that we empower others and ourselves through those supportive helping relationships. Okay? The guys also want me to say that the other thing that happens with sympathy in particular, and again, I'm making that sympathy, empathy distinction. Some people would call empathy, sympathy. (laughs) So again, use the words as you see fit. But for our purposes, the other thing that happens when we go into that kind of sympathy response, that kind of feeling like the other person does not have, is not whole, is that we reinforce the pain and we reinforce the idea of their so-called helplessness. And sometimes that feels good to us because we all have a part inside of us, or maybe not all of us, but many of us do, that just wants to be rescued, that just wants to be helped. I mean, come on, life is hard. And sometimes we want someone to scoop us up and make all the pain go away. And so it's tempting to want to reach out to someone who wants to give that. But in that relationship, in that situation, we are getting the message if we are the one being, quote unquote, helped, that we are not enough. And the person who is giving the help is also believing that we are not enough. And you are. You are. You have everything inside of you. You are powerful. 
That doesn't mean again that you don't sometimes need support. You're going to hear me saying that again and again. So get used to it. Sometimes we need is even the wrong word. It doesn't mean that you won't benefit from support, that you won't crave support, that if you want to support others and you feel that that is your call, I know it is my call a lot of the times that you should just be like, no, I'm just going to let you stand there and starve or drown because it's not my job. You, you know, I know you say you can't swim, but I'm sure you can figure it out over there in the deep end gasping for air. That's not what I'm saying. If you see someone drowning and you can help them without putting yourself in danger, uh, by all means do so. In other words, don't jump in the pool with them if they're thrashing around, you know, throw them something, get help, call 911. But yes, definitely when you see someone struggling and there's something that you can do to be of support, I'm all for doing that. But you can do it from a place of understanding in that deeper level that every experience that we have, every challenge that we face is something that our soul has agreed to because on some level it benefits us. Mm-hmm. And really whatever's happening in the now benefits us. And again, sometimes there's an easier path that we could have found around whatever bear trap our little foot got stuck in. And sometimes there isn't. Uh, but whatever's happening in the now is serving you. And when we understand that and and that you have the resources inside to deal with that. And sometimes those resources are seeking support, but it's seeking support that doesn't disempower you. Okay. And starting to become, as we up-level our vibrations too, this becomes more important that we really start to understand ourselves as whole and complete. And we start to look for supportive relationships where people empower us rather than disempower us. So that's really what I'm getting at here. Right. And for some people, yes, just knowing someone's there at all is so helpful. And whether it's empathy, sympathy, whatever the, you know, they're, they're down with it. But for those of you listening, you're ready to make this distinction, both in the way that you serve others and very most importantly, the way that we serve ourselves. Because when we see others in the red, meaning not being enough, it means on some level you see yourself that way. Right, You see yourself that way. And sometimes we get into this little ego trap of, wow, I can fix them and that gives me power, right? That makes me powerful. Um, But that comes from a disempowered place. When I work to help or support other people, and I use the word help sometimes in quotations, just again, because of the connotation, it's not necessarily a bad word, but a lot of people, when they think someone needs help, right? They think need, they think you know, distress, they think in the red. So sometimes I use the word support instead of help because it's just a little higher vibration, but it just speaks to this idea more that we're supporting each other. We're not fixing each other. We're saving each other. Even if you are saving someone, (laughs) you're not. Uh, You're just a tool of the divine that is being of service to them in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's the last egoic way of looking at it, to know that in those moments when you are called to serve, when you see somebody drowning and you can get in there and help them and support them, you are the conduit of the divine that they have called in because they are ready to be quote unquote saved. So take a moment to let that sink in because it's really important. We sometimes forget that. We sometimes confuse our own personal agency, right? With the fact that we are all conduits of the divine. And our service is always a matter of agreeing with that higher self and being almost like a tool, but in the best possible way. Does that mean you don't get personal kudos if, you know, on a freezing cold winter day, you go to rescue a child that fell through the ice? No, that's awesome. Thank you so much for doing that. You are a hero for sure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yay. 
But again, I hope no one has to go through that though, because that would really stink. And um, it would stink for the child too, but you get the idea. Yes, you can still be a hero. But what it means is that we're not trying to be a hero in every aspect of our lives and that we're understanding again, something about that child called to us, something about us called to that situation. We are, we are cooperating, we are of service, but we are understanding in the deepest sense that child is not a victim of those circumstances. Got it? You know, we often hear the phrase, life is happening with you, not to you. And the idea is that many of us seem as life is like this external force. It's happening to us all the time. We often feel like we're victims of it. We feel overwhelmed by it. Every once in a while, we feel like, woohoo, you know, here I mastered life. But a lot of the times when we think of life and the process of life as being a separate thing from us, then we start to feel disempowered Mm -hmm. because we feel like it's something out there. And we don't realize that you're always cooperating with the deeper forces of life. This doesn't mean that you cause everything bad that happens to you, everything quote unquote bad that happens to you. Mm -mm, It doesn't mean that. Don't worry. But what it does mean is that when your soul decided to come into physical form, you entered into a beautiful agreement with life and how it works. And you agreed to remember some things and forget other things. And you agreed to have free will with a blindfold on right? So you you get to make all sorts of choices, but you don't always know how everything works, right? And that's how you learn. And as you learn, you rediscover all of these amazing things about how everything works by, you know, trying to learn it as a beginner with that blindfold on. And that's the task of life. But I'm here to tell you and to remind you something that your soul already knows, you're part of that process, You chose to be here and you understand that you are part of the process of life. It's not happening to you. It's happening with you or for you. And when we understand this again, you see we're empowered. We are more empowered. And we don't think of ourselves as victims needing rescuing. And we don't think of other people as victims needing rescuing because we recognize whatever situation they find themselves in, though we may be called to serve and support them in that circumstance, because sometimes we are, and to help them, if we're going to use that term help in a more empowered way, ah, but we don't feel like we're saving them from life, right? Or saving them from themselves. We recognize the inherent power that they hold within and understand that we are part of that power, even when we show up to be of service, Uh huh. right? They have invited us. All right, again, I'm going to pause again because that's a biggie and I'd like to let it sink in. So when we work with crystals, and I'm sure a lot of you love crystals, right? And a lot of people do healing with crystals. And the way that it's always been explained to me with crystal healing, the crystal doesn't do anything right? It's not the same. And I believe this about everything, but the crystal is just crystal healing is one place where we say it explicitly. But it's not the case, right? If you take a pill, the doctor will say the pill is going to fix you, cure you, solve the problem, right? It's going to correct an imbalance. It's going to kill the bacteria. It's going to deaden the nerves that hurt. It's going to reduce inflammation, whatever. It's going to do something to your body. It's going to fix something that's wrong. Oftentimes we get the message from a lot of modern medicine that the treatment is fixing something that is wrong with us. And by the way, that messaging, even though it is so normal, is hugely disempowering, right? And Eastern medicine often says 
that and more holistically based medicine often says, and I even see the same mentality creep into those areas, but at its core, it says you have you know, wellness within you. And a lot of these modalities are meant to actually restore balance, restore the natural healing of the body to help augment that, tap back into that, right? And that to me, again, it becomes more empowered. We're not fixing something that's wrong. We're reactivating something within that is very, very right and always has been. And it's the same thing with crystal healing. The idea with crystals is that each crystal has a certain resonance or a certain vibration or certain properties. And that when you are around that crystal, it brings out those properties that are already latent or inherent in you. So it's the same thing. The crystal doesn't heal you per se, but it activates, it reactivates, it awakens, it reminds you of those qualities that you you have within. And that's how true helping should be. You know, you often hear me say like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot on this podcast, right? That when I give readings to people, the first thing I always say is take what resonates and that my job is to give your guidance to you and for you to see what fits because my job really is to awaken what you already know. Now, it's possible that some of this stuff I figured it out or the guides are just talking through me and maybe I haven't figured it out. Oftentimes I have, but you know, not always. And we all have a different perspective. So my perspective might be one that when you hear it, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah. When I hear it that way, now I really get it. All of that is good. But you know, every truth, <laughs> you know, every spiritual truth you already know and how it expresses for you is going to be unique for you. And so again, I see my work as reawakening that inner knowing within you. And it might come out of my mouth and it might even be a while until you realize that you know it and that it fits for you. And maybe some of it doesn't fit at all. And you know, I say that's totally okay. But again, that empowering, I see everybody in the green and I say, I know that you know this. I know that you have this within you. We all do. And my job is to empower you and to remind you of what you already know. So when we're acting from empathy, right? We can feel what someone else is feeling. We can put ourselves in their shoes. We can have compassion for them, but we do not get lost in their pain. We do not get to think of them as victims. And we also don't think that we have to take away their suffering, which is another biggie that you've probably heard me talk about a lot of times before. I know I've talked about that in the empaths episode, which I did way, way, way back when, but I talk about it all the time. We don't have to take away anyone's pain or anyone's suffering because again, it's happening with them or for them, not to them. And, you know, part of the deal of life is that we learn through that experience. Now, if you can do something to make someone's life easier, like say they're really, really, really cold and they're homeless and they're shivering and it's really cold and you have an extra jacket or a blanket or money for a hotel or, you know, you know where there's a bed and a shelter and they're all down for going there, by all means, help them out, okay? This isn't about saying, oh, no, no, I, I don't care about you because you, you're gonna go figure everything out. No, we, you know, we are all connected and where we feel called to serve, by all means, serve. But you don't do it because you're like that poor person, their life is terrible, they're terrible, they've hit rock bottom, I feel so bad for them, let me find a way to help them right? You just, it's compassion and saying, wow, that person's having this rough experience right now. And here's something that I feel called to do to serve that I think might be able to support them. See the difference? It's a real different energy. 
So there's another reason why I really think it's so important to talk about the difference between empathy and sympathy and this idea that we all have all the resources that we need within us and that even when other people are lending a hand of help, right, or a hand of support, it's ultimately coming from within. And the reason I'm I'm bringing this up as well is because for many of us, when we are struggling, when we are suffering ourselves, right, we think that we're looking for sympathy when really we're looking for empowerment. Mm -hmm. Because everyone has within them a little bit that feels so helpless, so afraid, so lost, (laughs) so confused. Hello, humanness. And I'm going to give a little bit of love to that part of myself right now. And I'm going to send out some love to all of you too, right? Because that's what it needs, really. It just needs some love. But when we indulge that part, when we believe that part, when we get lost in that part, we are disempowering ourselves. And we are inviting in the kind of help that is not always that helpful. So in those moments when you feel the word that comes through is forsaken, Remember, please, that you're always supported, that you have a beautiful connection to the divine, that you are a little ray of light from source itself, right? You are part of God, right? Or part of that greater energy. You are part of the web of life. You are so powerful. And it's okay. That little human part, sometimes she's having a little temper tantrum and she's like, don't be telling me that. I want to I wanna lay on the ground right now and like thrash around. That's okay. Be kind to her. Love her. Understand her. Just remember that it's not the truth. You are powerful. And sometimes, look, it just takes a little bit of suffering. It takes a little bit of time for us to rediscover our power in these difficult situations because being human is just, it doesn't have to be hard. Um, but look, let's be honest. For a lot of us up until now, it sometimes is. So be kind to yourself. Be loving towards yourself. Be gentle towards yourself and then tap yourself on the shoulder and say, even though I'm not, maybe not feeling it completely right now, I know that I'm powerful. I know that I have everything within me to solve this problem and I know or this situation or navigate this situation, solve this problem sometimes again, gets us back into victim mode. So I will say, I have everything within me to navigate this situation and to thrive and I love myself and I believe in myself and I will do that and believe that and I know that I'm going to get through this and support will come and it will, I promise. And that sometimes means disengaging from that little voice that's screaming, no, it's not, (laughs) right? And that's okay. But just if you can know this even a little bit, I promise you it will get you through the situation with more ease, joy, and grace, okay? It will also attract in people to support you on more and more aligned levels. It will for sure because they will be responding to the call of a higher vibration of, I know, I know I'm whole and complete and okay. And I just want you to to help me out, to be by me, to support me. And it will be a higher level of service. And the guides say, it will get you out of this. It's almost like an addiction, like a junkie where some of us, you know, we reach out in fear, in pain. Somebody answers the call Mm -hmm. and it feels good for a minute, but it reinforces our fear. It reinforces the fear. Ooh, I feel that. Ah, I'm going to take a couple of seconds with that myself. 
to really let that sink in. So when we within believe we treat ourselves with sympathy or we look for sympathy rather than support, we too are disempowering ourselves. And in so doing, we're going to, it's almost like, you know, feeding yourself a diet of just sugar, right? It's going to solve the problem in the short term, but it's not going to give you the nutrients you need to really grow and to thrive, right? And you're going to keep craving sugar. Not that there's anything wrong with sugar. I believe all foods have a place, but you get the analogy. It's not going to get the job done. Or if you're trying to energize yourself with cocaine instead of sleep, right? (laughs) It doesn't serve. It might work for a while, but after a while, it's going to wear you down. Okay? And so the more that we can remember inside when we seek support that we have everything within us, the more we can attract into our lives the people that are going to reinforce that for us and help us in a more empowering way. So it's really important. It's really important. And sometimes, again, this means tending to the part of yourself that's hurting a little bit and then certainly allowing other people to do that as well, but from a place of love, not a place of rescue. Because at the end of the day, my friends, none of us need to be rescued. We're all whole and well. And even when God-awful, terrible things happen, it is my understanding and my belief that your soul agreed to it on some level. And that doesn't mean that we don't have caring. It just means that we understand that we are not the ones to judge the inherent process of life because the logic of life is greater than what most of us can grasp with our logical linear minds, with our egoic minds, right? They're not equipped for that challenge. So the guides want to end this episode by talking a little bit about the power of love and unconditional love and how love transcends sympathy and even to some extent empathy, uh, though empathy is much closer to love than sympathy is vibrationally. What they're saying is when we truly experience unconditional love for ourselves, for others, it's from a place of allowing that we are all whole and complete and well. Right? That's what it means. It means wherever I see you or see myself, I see myself as complete, as whole, as well as spiritually perfect, if not humanly perfect, because perfect is just not usually a thing here on earth. Right? But I see that spark of the divine in you and in me, and I love you as you are, because I know that everything is as it is meant to be. That is the real meaning of unconditional love. Right when we show it to ourselves, when we show it to others, and when we show it to life. And that is the stuff you are made of, my friends. Right? We often think of love as an emotion or a feeling, but love is actually one of the, the basic substance of the universe. All right. And it's based on acceptance and it's based on seeing the magic and joy in everything because your spirit does. Your spirit does. And so when we show unconditional love to ourselves, we let that light, that love stream in. It feels so good. I'm doing it right now and it is making me so happy, right? And that love has nothing to do with if I'm happy, sad, smart, dumb, doing a good job at this podcast or really like, you know, (laughs) messing it up, right? It's that the spark of the divine within me sees the spark of the divine within me and loves it. It's that acknowledgement of my own inner divinity and my acknowledgement of your inner divinity. Whatever's going on, I know that you too are a spark of the divine. And I know whatever circumstances we find ourselves in are how they have to be, you write, divinely guided. And that, my friends, is the true meaning of unconditional love. And that, 
my friends. At the end of the day is what your humanness and your soul really craves when you're in human form. And that is the thing that we most miss when we come into our bodies because the human world isn't set up for it all the time. But when we get it, boy, it is magical. It is magical. So I kind of want to leave this episode reminding you that you are beautiful, that you are lovable, that you are cherished, that you are enough, that you are whole, that you are well, and that you are complete. All of you. And me too. And that the more we can see each other in the green in that way and see ourselves that way, right, the more we will be able to expand into our divine mission of embodying and creating from and sharing the beautiful divine light of unconditional love for both ourselves and for others and just really for all that is. All right. Well, that's all that comes through today. I know this is one I'm going to be listening to again. Do I always say that? (laughs) Maybe I do. (laughs) So, uh, and I think I always say this too, that I hope it's as helpful for you as I know it's going to be for me. But I'm going to be pondering this one again and again. And if you like the podcast, if you find it inspiring, please share it with other like-minded souls. Write us a review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. Follow us over on Facebook. Join the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group. Subscribe. Oh yeah, that's a thing you can do. You can subscribe, follow the podcast. All of these things really help us get the word out there and um, spread the light and the magic and the joy to others. And it's very much appreciated. Again, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope it'll awaken a little bit of love within you. So namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.